Welcome to 2022. 22. Our third season of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. Let all the beggars be forgotten. That's a New Year's song, man. You guys sing that on New Year's. I was going to let you finish. I don't remember the rest of the words. That's what I figured. That's why you stopped. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we are happy to be back for our third season. And this is the month of January, and it is based on suggestions. Suggestions? Yes. And this suggestion is from Timothy? Mr. Timothy Kofelt, or Kofelt. I'm not sure how you say your name, sir. I don't know. C-O-F-F-E-L-T. He is a... uh, Kofelt. He's a follower of ours on uh, Instagram, and... He hit us up a couple months back, suggesting Yellow Brick Road, and so we finally rented it to watch Yellow Brick Road. It took us a minute to find it. Yeah, it did. And uh, I know our next episode will be Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That was suggested by David Pullen, the inventor of the Pullen scale. And then we are going to actually go watch Scream Five, or yep. it's just called Scream. And I think this one we're actually going to do spoilers. So we will make sure we label it spoilers if we do spoilers. John is going to be in the theater with a notebook and taking notes. Oh, no. No. <laughs> nah. 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 Nope. Nah. But we're excited to be back. Um, and to go ahead and get this out of the way, it, just in case we do have any new listeners, uh, you can subscribe to us on... Pretty much any platform that you can get your podcast from. Uh, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker. Did you say Spotify? Spotify. Yeah, I mean, pretty much anything you can get your... The only thing I think we're not on is iTunes. We're not on that. I would love to be on there, but we're not. You gotta be like high dollar. Right, right. You can get us on Facebook. You can get us on Instagram. You can get us on Twitter. Johnny's got the handles. Yep. Uh, Facebook... 
And uh, Instagram is Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. Uh, Twitter is Small T Horror Pod. That's our, what is that called? Our tag name or? Our hashtag. What, no, it ain't our hashtag. It's not hashtag, it's the at. At, yeah, yeah whatever. <clears throat> and now we have a email just in case people still use emails. And it will take you four hours <laughs> to type out. <laughs> but our email is smalltownhorrorjrpod at gmail.com. So if you don't have any of the. Uh, We're fancy now. We got email. Yeah. If you don't have any of the social media stuff where you can follow us, you can always email us there with any suggestions or anything you'd like to just hit us up about. Uh, leave us a review on anything, whether you like the podcast, whether you don't, what you want to hear this year, because we actually do not have this year planned out. We don't. No, last year we almost had every single month planned yeah, out. There were a couple of months we weren't sure what we wanted to do. We got a couple of things planned out. Yeah. Mardi Gras, we got Hatchet. All the Hatchet films. <sighs> Yes. Um, that was something else we had planned. Stephen King's birthday, I think, instead of uh, like like we did Albert Alfred Hitchcock, yeah. we were gonna do Stephen King. I don't remember everything we had. I don't remember. I mean, we didn't we didn't sit down and plan it out like we did last no. year. No, but we we had some ideas that we wanted to do. I don't even think we got our holiday ones yet. No, we got a whole oh year now months to do that. Right. But anyway, that being said, uh, hopefully we start getting more suggestions <coughs> and we can start dedicating some more months to. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you. I would love it if we could get to where it was like one um, suggestion a month. Right. Where we had at least one that we could do every month. That would be that would be awesome. So if you guys have any suggestions whatsoever, like a Mister Timothy Cofelt. Please send them to us at smalltownhorrorjrpod at gmail.com. Yes, and we want to give you a shout out. We appreciate you, Timothy, uh, following us on Instagram and hitting us up with this this movie that we are reviewing today, which is Yellow Brick Road. Yellow Brick Road. Uh, Randy, do you want to hit us with the summary? Yes. In 1940, the entire population of Friar, New Hampshire, walked up a winding mountain trail, leaving everything behind. 2008, the first official expedition into the wilderness attempts to solve the mystery of the lost citizens of Friar. Right on. So this movie isn't necessarily based on a true story. Mm-hmm. From what I can gather, it is um, inspired by the lost uh, city of Roanoke, or the lost colony of Roanoke. Mm-hmm. Which, if you don't know anything about that... um. Basically what it is, and a small little synopsis of it, is there was an old, old colony back in the old, early co- uh, colonized days. The complete colony went missing. And whenever they went to the, the village and the colony, the only thing they found, everything was abandoned. The only thing they found was the word Croatan etched on a tree. They don't know if there was a, there was a Croatan uh, Native American tribe nearby. They don't know if all the colony like assimilated into the tribe they don't know if the the colony was wiped out by the tribe they don't know the only thing they know is that colony was dis- that completely disappeared and the only thing that they found was this tree that had the word croatan or carved into the side of the tree so this is not based on it but it's inspired by that right that uh and after knowing that and reading up on it it makes sense a lot of this movie like it's the 
it's like one take on what could have happened to that colony. Right, right. So. Um, when did this film come out? This movie came out in 2010. 2010. Yep. All right. You want to read us the cast? Yeah, we got... So, first we got Anessa Ramsey, who played Melissa Barnes. And you had her husband, who was Michael Loreno, who played Teddy Barnes. You had Cassidy Freeman, played Aaron Luger. Her uh, brother, Daryl Luger, was played by Clark Freeman. And, fun fact, they're actually brothers and sisters in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. You had Sam Elmore that played Cy Banbridge. This one is going to be an interesting name to pronounce. Tara Giordano Dean. She played Jill. You had Alex Draper played Michael Myrick. Laura Hessler played Liv McCann. Liv McCann. Uh, And then Lee Wilkoff. Played the clerk or the usher, however you want to say it, at the end of the movie. Right. It's a really small cast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I just wonder what the actual budget was. I don't know. Speaking of which, let's see. Do, 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 do. I know it's got it on here. IMDb. IMDb's got everything on it. I am boo boo. I am boo boo. The budget was $500,000. That's estimated. Right. That's what. They spent on it, or that's what it made? <clears throat> it just says budget was $500,000. Oh, okay. I guess. It says budget. So. Okay. So, we're actually going to do this one a little different, because <coughs> there was so much going on that I don't think we're going to be able to do scene by scene. It, it's hard to do this movie scene by scene. Yeah. Because this movie is all over the place. Right. Like the entire movie, like from the first, the first, like I would say the first 30 minutes is pretty straightforward, Mm -hmm. but then after that, it goes off the trails. And the thing that I forgot to do before we started recording is I forgot to write down what it said in black and white. Oh, yeah. Yep. I might be able to help you with that. Go ahead. But anyway, um, I really, when, when Yellow Brick Road started, uh... It's playing like this old recording footage. I, and they said it was a survivor that got out of it, mm-hmm. right? And it's showing all these black and white photos. And it's right off the bat to me, it almost had a conjuring feeling because, See, you know, they were like, this is uh, 1940. And like it's the old uh, voice recorder. And you can hear this person is like, can you not hear it? Can you not hear it? Like, he, he he's flipping out. I'm guessing he's talking about the music. That's the only thing that I can think of. Yeah, and he, and he's like, I, he's talking about how he left him. Talking about his friends, you know, he left him, mm-hmm. um, I'm getting in the, in, on the Yellow Brick Road or in the woods, whatever you want to call it. Right. And that was one thing, too. I was really, <coughs> and I guess it was just a name threw me off, but I was really expecting it to be like a road. Not a Yellow Brick Road, yeah, yeah. but like... It seemed like it was more like they were just out in the forest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was like they they kept talking about a trailhead. Yeah. And um, it was basically just a... They were just in the wilderness. Right. And they may have been following some kind of path, but it wasn't like an actual road, you know? Right, right. 
Um, so at the very beginning of the movie, which you were talking about, uh-huh. it comes up and it just kind of gives you an idea of it. It says, one morning in 1940, the entire population of Friar, New Hampshire, walked up, walked north up an unmarked trail into the wilderness. Some were later found frozen to death. Others were mysteriously slaughtered. Most, however, were never found. Among the classified records is this audio recording of a lone survivor conducted at the outset of investigation, which is what you were talking about. Right. How they had the guy, he was doing the investigation and talking to him, and he kept saying, do you not hear it? Do you not hear it? He said, I left them. I don't remember what else he said. I don't either, but it, like I said, I, I thought it was really good the way they did it. Right. So, uh, and I did like the fact that it does show that, hey, somebody can actually get out. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna play a little clip of it real quick. there to me was a, a good opening yeah I, I thought so I, well me and you both said that it automatically caught our attention right off the bat yes which and is we, which is good and i know we don't normally play uh audio from the movie but if you haven't seen the movie i wanted you to get the feel of it yeah. because us just describing it isn't going to do it justice well and that kind of helps when you watch the movie yeah and watching and, and seeing what the expedition, the people in the expedition go through, mm-hmm. that kind of gives you a feel of of kind of what they feel, right? And kind of how they end up in the movie, which and, is it's kind of hard to explain it without watching it, right? And I know now, uh, <coughs> having played that back, that you really can't understand what the guy's saying because it's showing it in subtitles. But what he's saying is when they're they're asking him how did you get out, he just says I walked. Yeah, and he says I left them. Yeah, and he goes the others are dead. And then as they keep continue asking questions, he says, "I couldn't." And they're like, "What do you mean?" And then finally, he says, "I left them on the trail." And then at the very last end of that recording is when he starts going, "Can you hear it? Can't you hear it? Why can't you hear it?" And that's what he's talking about is the music. Yeah. So that's one of the things. So uh, I know we're already into the thing, but after that, it shows you know Yellow Brick Road, the subtitle. I mean, the title of the film. We go in and we meet uh, a guy named Walter, another man named Teddy, and his wife, Melissa. And uh, they're drinking. And Walter mentions that, I'm really going to miss you guys. You guys are really going. Before this, it showed Teddy walking into 
What did he walk in? What kind of building was that? I don't know if it was some kind of record office, if it was a... It was run down, whatever it was. If it was an old police station, like a municipal building, I don't know. But it was somewhere that they kept records, because he walked up to this to this guy. Like a ticket booth, almost. Almost like a ticket booth. It was on, <clears throat> He walked up to him, and they started talking, and he was like... The guy behind the, the mirror, the window, kept saying that, we have your request, even though some people wouldn't want you to have it. Right. Or something like that. And he gave him this really thick book. Like, not book, but it was like a folder mm-hmm. that had a whole lot of papers in it. it was yeah. Like a big file. Don't know what it is. Right. Like, you have no indication at the very beginning other than the intro of what it could be. And he knew something was up because when he finally slides him the <coughs> the folder, Ted, uh, Ted starts to walk off. Then he comes back and he's like, oh, hey, and the guy's gone. Yeah. That's when it shows, that's when it cuts to black and it shows Yellow Brick Road. So, like I said, now we're back and it shows Walter, Teddy, Melissa, and they're all drinking. And Walter's like, I can't believe you two are actually going. And he's and Teddy's like, yo, uh, we can finally write the book. And he's like, what do you mean? And he says, uh, we can do another book is what he says. Yeah. And then she says, he has it. And Walter's like, has, no, no, surely. And sure enough, that's when Teddy goes and shows the folder yep. that he got. So he's got all the records of this uh, story of the Friar Settlement or the town, yep. whatever you want to call it. Um, what what I would really like is after that, it does like a little montage of them getting stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, because they invite him to go. Yeah. They invite Walter to go. And like the whole time they show them getting stuff ready and, and packed and stuff, it's playing like... Um, answering machine messages mm-hmm. of people just basically telling them off like don't come up here we don't want you up here you know f off yeah all this kind of stuff it's like so i don't know what it is like about this whole situation that's got like people don't want them looking into it, it it's weird what that reminded me of was 1408 yeah when he's talking to yeah. samuel jackson and he's they, like i'd like to book 1408 and he's like that's unavailable i didn't tell you a date yeah. That kind of reminded me of that. Right. Yeah, yeah, like they wanted to make sure that nobody ever went up there. Nobody yeah. ever, you know, questioned it or investigated it or anything. So I did like the fact that um, you start meeting everybody in the gang and there's, let's see, so there's Walter, <coughs> Teddy, uh, and his wife, Melissa. Mm-hmm. Then there is uh, Daryl and his sister, Aaron. Aaron. Then there's Sai, and then there's Liv. And I believe that's it, isn't it? Jill. Oh, and Aaron. Yo, you said Aaron. Who? Jill. Jill, yes. Liv. <coughs> Excuse me. Liv actually wasn't a part of the expedition to begin with. Right. She was the one. So so they get everything together, and they have the coordinates for where the trailhead should be. Yes. So you get a shot of them rolling into town, <clears throat> and they pull up in front of this movie theater. And she's like... It's uh, Jill, I guess, is the one that's over the GPS or the coordinates or whatever. Yeah. She's she's like, something's no, not right here. it's Aaron. Was it Aaron? Aaron and Daryl is the one that's doing the GPS okay. and coordinates. So they walk up there and they've got the coordinates and like, this is where it says. So they, they end up walking in the movie theater and there's a guy behind the ticket counter. <clears throat> and they go up to him and he, you know, he's like, hey, we're looking for the trailhead. And he's automatically a douche. Yes. He's defensive. Uh, just Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... They go at it for a second, and then I think it's Walter says, hey, let's go. They don't want us here. Yeah, because then Teddy looks over at the concession stand 
they all leave and he looks at the concession stand and she gets a thing of popcorn yeah. and just walks off. Yeah. She walks into the movie theater. Yes. So then um, Teddy Teddy actually ends up taking a $10 bill out and putting it on the counter to pay for a ticket and then walks into the movie theater. Yeah. And then lives in there by herself. Nobody else. And he sits right behind her, doesn't he? Sits right behind her. Yeah. And they start talking. and uh, It's funny because he's like, so what are we watching? <laughs> yeah. She's like a movie about guns and something or other. I don't remember what it yeah, was. She's, yeah, she's uh, uh, action, tits, guns, yeah. And something, yeah. And uh, so he's like, uh, they, t- they told you not to talk to us, didn't they? And she was like, yeah. And then, so they go, they pretty much go back and forth just for a second. Well, then she gets up to go change the reel. Yeah. So he follows up there, shows him, she starts talking about the original, um, was it gone? Sound of music. music. Sound of music. So they have like the original reel for sound of music. That would be awesome. That would be cool. And then they had like the original Oz. Mm hmm. He starts taking pictures. And then basically at the very end of their little interaction, She's, she says she wants to go. Yeah. She knows that he's writing a book. She knows they have an expedition going. So she eventually talks him into letting her go with him. Yeah, because she tells him, my grandfather was alive back when all this was happening. And everybody would come to the theater. That's all they want to do is watch movies. Yeah. And pretty much she's just letting him know that, hey, I've got a little family history and that this is all I've ever known and I want to go explore too. Right. So they end up taking her with him. And uh, I do like, after that, it's showing where Walter has a camera set up. And he inter- he's talking pretty much to each member by themselves. But he'll ask certain ones like, what's your name? They say their name. Okay, uh, read the- tell me the alphabet backwards. Yeah. And then sometimes he'll say, what's your name? They say, and then he'll say, speak to me in gibberish to tell you to stop. Or make a hand motion. Or- and as soon as he did that, I knew what he was doing. Yeah. He was going to record and keep track of... How normal they state. were. One of them, the main one was, uh, tell me your earliest childhood memory. Yep. So I, I, I dug that. Yeah. I did like, and, this, and I will say one thing about this film, it was filmed in a way that I have not seen, like camera shots. It's going to be hard to explain, but like, there's a scene where, the, uh, I think it was Teddy going down the hallway and like everything around him was blurry, even yeah. the lights. And the only thing it was focused on is when he was talking to the guy in the window yeah. at the beginning. It was just like, it was yeah. just different. There were some shots that I thought were really cool. It was almost like they put it on the camera on a tripod and they set it to focus on a particular spot. Yeah. But the attention for that scene was away from that spot. So right. it had, they had to come into the, the, the actual picture itself, the actual ca- uh, camera frame. It, yeah, it was, it, the camera shots were different, but I, I think they worked. What me and you even said at the very beginning of it, we were like, this is going to be like a Blair Witch type yeah. deal. But it wasn't. I mean, no. it was it was similar to the fact that they were out there trying to gather information on something that happened. Yeah. But it wasn't filmed the way uh, Blair Witch was. Well, once the, I know the group, once they started getting out there, it's funny because uh, I think it's Daryl. Yeah, he starts talking about, he, he had lots of fire. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, uh, I was the quickest fire starter. And Si... I was like, you, what you can tell Sai is kind of like a country boy. Oh, yeah. He was like, really? Quickest fire starter? He and said Olympics. Like, Olymp- he, he yeah. won the Olympics in the fire starter. And it was like, <coughs> it was a summer camp Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And Daryl's just bragging about it. Yeah. And said they would set a, a tire, a string 18 inches above the ground, and whoever burned through it first won. Right. 
Well, later on, uh, they're all sitting around, and it's just the music's going. They're around the campfire because you know, it, and I did like like when it shows uh, them having fun. It would be like snapshots, like yeah. pictures. Like well, that's after they brought the booze out too. Yeah. And so they're taking <coughs> pictures and stuff, and and that's after the music started. No, 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 not, not this part. This part is what I'm talking about. Uh, it's at the very. It's right when they first get to the woods, and they're having fun. And then all of a sudden, I don't. Remember, I think it's uh, his sister. Um, oh, when he pops out of the woods. Yeah. What's, yeah. Uh, Aaron, she's like, wait, wait, everybody, be quiet. Yeah. And everybody is quiet on minute, but they're around the fire that he built. Yeah. And Daryl pops up out of nowhere, and he's like. Uh, I snatch your soul yeah. like that, and he scares them. They all like they're like, "Oh, you jerk!" And they're like, "Where'd you get that hat?" Yeah, he's and got this old door. Yeah, and he's like, "I found it uh, when I went to take a piss." And but it's funny because when he says it, he didn't think anything about it, and then all of a sudden, everybody looked like, "Holy crap, dude! You just found an old fedora that like they used to wear in the nineteen twenties to the forties." And the fact that this was in what two thousand eight was when the expedition went out. Yeah. And the the whole thing with fire happened in 1940. And the hat was in great shape. Yeah. So that's what was throwing them off, is that hat was in such good shape. So then Teddy even started talking about maybe somebody left it, and maybe they're nearby. Yeah. So it was like, why is this hat in such good shape when it's been out here for so long? They were trying to apply logic to it. Yeah. Uh, later on uh, in the film, this is what would trip me out, is their GPS are screwing up bad. Yeah. And where's it? Where's it say they're at? The first time they look at it, that it's all jacked up. It showed them in Guam. Yeah. And then a little bit later, it shows them in. Um, where was it? I know the last one was Australia. The last one was up around Melbourne, and then before that, it was somewhere in Italy. I don't know. It, it was yeah, it was somewhere in Italy. I don't remember where. But every time they say where they're at, they start doing the accent. It was funny yeah. when they're all straight. They're like, a dingo ate me, baby. Yeah. I was like, rolling. I was like, yeah. But that right there would, I, I'm sorry. As soon as we got into uh, the woods it, on that trail, that GPS is saying I'm all the way across the world. I think I'll be turning around. I almost get a feel like this is supposed to be like an on-the-land Bermuda Triangle. I, yeah, I can see that. I mean, because... The, the like reports of the Bermuda Triangle is like airplanes flying around it, and their compass is going crazy. Yeah, you know, like it, nothing that no navigation works whatsoever when you're near the Bermuda Triangle. So that I mean, that kind of that's the vibe that I got off of it. So Daryl is Daryl is the one. <coughs> him and his sister Aaron are trying to keep track of their uh, destination, their coordinates, where they're at. Right. And they're writing it down in a notebook. Uh, finally. They all, this is the next day. And like I said, we're not going to do scene by scene. We're just going through the movie. Uh, it's in the daytime. They start hearing music. And it's old time music. Yes. And it's not just music. It's like a record. Oh, yeah. Like, because you can hear the the static yes. of, of the record. You can clearly tell that it's a record. And like later, like during the whole time they're hearing the music, you'll hear the screeching and have the record stop. Mm -hmm. And then it'll start back up with a screech. Yep. And it's just like... It's weird. It's like really weird. And it, but see, at first they're all excited. Yeah. Because they can hear the singing. You can hear the words clear as day. But then it's like later that night. Now it's like, good gosh. Like yeah. the music just keeps going. Well, then later on, I know it, uh, the scene where you could tell it really starting to affect them is where now they're, they're all sitting around a campfire and they're discussing 
going back. Yep. And uh, Walter says, don't get, and Walter flat out says it because they're all like, boo, no, screw that. Yeah. And Walter's like, hey, this is my idea. He was like, I'm not going to lie. He goes, I'm getting scared. He said, I want to go back. And uh, Teddy, doesn't Teddy say the same thing? He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go back if everybody decides to go. See, I don't think Teddy. I know like, later he wants to go north, but I yeah. thought he said that he would go if they wanted to, and everybody was like, no, no, press forward. Yeah. I may be wrong, but like I said, there was so much going on in this film. And it jumped. Yes, like, and it's honestly one of them films that, you can't get up and walk out. If you get up to go to the bathroom, you better pause it. Yeah, because you're going to come back and be like, what happened? Like, the only other movie that I can, like, attest that to is, like, uh, have you ever watched Inception? With, uh, like, no. It's one of those movies, if you get up and you're gone for more than a minute, you're going to be lost. And that's kind of how this is. I know now, the next day, they find out Daryl's doing all the coordinates and they're 65 miles into the Yellow Brick Road. And it's day two, and there's it's day two, well it's not day two of the trip it's day two of constantly hearing the music yeah that would drive me nuts yeah that's it would be cool first but I'm like okay now well for me I don't even think it'd be cool at first because I think music coming up out of nowhere oh no I'd trip though I'd be I'd be done I'd be like <laughs> I'd be like Walter I'm like ready to go yeah and I, I don't care if I'm with a group if I'm re- if I'm that nervous I'm gone oh yeah yeah y'all find y'all way back I'm leaving um. Later that night, Teddy is asleep, and it cuts to him laying there on the tent and or in the tent. And Melissa's got her arm on him, and she's like, "Teddy, Teddy." He's and he he's like, "What?" She goes, "You were talking in your sleep." Yeah. And he says, "I was." She goes, "Yeah, you just kept saying not going back. I'm not going back." And then she puts her hand on her on his chest. She's like, "Your little heart's just beating as fast as it can beat." Yeah. He even wakes up and says, "We're not going back." Yeah. So then it just cuts to the next day. And let's hold on just a second. <coughs> Excuse me. Cuts to the next day, and music's still going. And finally, you're starting to see people kind of go a little stir crazy. It's like they're slowly, like you can tell that they're slowly losing their minds. <coughs> like they're slowly losing it, but it happens so fast. Yeah, and Walter is still videotaping each one of them, and he's asking the same questions. Earliest childhood memory, alphabet backwards, uh, give me gibberish, tell you to stop, do emotion. Well, what's really interesting is, I, I think it might have been Jill that he asked her early childhood memory. And she yeah. says uh, they found a cat. Yeah, yeah. When she, when she was a kid. That was her earliest childhood memory. Well, then he makes the comment to Teddy and Melissa later on that he asked her her, her earliest memory now. And she said it was standing at the trailhead of the Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. Like, that's how much memory loss she had from... She lost all the memory from finding the kitten when she was a kid. Yeah. To the last thing I remember is standing at the trailhead of the Yellow Brick Road. I think this one was pretty neat. This To me, this was the first sign that something wasn't right. It, when it's the next day, Teddy is breaking down. And oh. Walter goes over to him and he puts his arm around him. And he's like, what's wrong, well, uh, Teddy? And Teddy's like, get your arm off me. Yep. And then he's like, I miss it. And he goes, you miss it? He goes, I miss the music. Because the music stopped. It just stopped out of nowhere. Yeah. So that's the first sign I was like, okay. He's like, I want to know where it went. I want to know why it's gone. I don't want to know where, it's come from, where it came from. Uh, now this next scene just kind of blew my mind. This is what, 
I was like, holy crap. And it's with Daryl and Aaron. Yeah. And they're they're doing the coordinates again. Like I said, now they're brother and sister. Well, this whole time, Aaron's been trying to... Because when Daryl found the hat, he said, well, can I wear it? And everybody's like, why do you want to wear it? Like, this is when they first you know found it. And he was like, when you put it in a safe place, and where is a safer place than putting it on your head? Right. Wearing a hat. So he's been wearing this hat the whole time. And... There have been there will be a scene where Aaron's like take off the hat. She just wants them to take the hat off. Yeah. So they end up fighting about it while they go to find this little like they need to get a sight. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get a coordinates or whatever. So they end up fighting. Yeah. She tells him she's like take off the hat, and he's like no. And he he actually kind of swipes at her, and she yeah. swipes at him like you know slap him. Finally, she's able to grab the hat, and she just books it. Yep. And Daryl is losing his mind. He chases her down. Well, they start. They get up a hill and they actually start fighting. Like their brother and sister, they're punching and kicking each other. Well, Walter hears her screaming, and everybody else does as well. Well, Walter gets his binoculars and looks up, and I guess he's got a rock, and he's holding it in her mouth, and he like, I guess he cuts the side of her cheek. It, it's almost like the same motion on uh, the Dark Knight with, the, with razor the Joker. Blade. Yeah, yeah, with, with the Joker. razor blade yeah. in the mouth, and he, you just see his arm whip it like he. He cut her uh, cheek. She's flipping out. And then all of a sudden, you see he's got this, like, huge rock. Yeah. And he's just going down on her. And I thought he was hitting her in the stomach. I, I was like, what's he doing to her? Right. And then, like, this whole time, the camera's shaking. You're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And Walter's watching through his binoculars, which surprised me that nobody went to help her. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's got her, he's like hanging on to her leg. And I'm like, well, what, the, what do you do, break her leg? And all of a sudden, dude, he rips her leg off. And it looks really good. Yeah. But he was taking that rock and smashing her leg until it was so broken up and everything. He could just yank it right off. Right. And Daryl turns around and realizes everybody sees him. And he starts flipping out. He's covered in blood. And I don't remember if he grabbed Yeah, I think he does grab his hat, don't he? Yeah, oh yeah, he gets his hat. He gets that hat and he just takes off running. And the rest of the group is just flipping out. Yep. Uh, well, then later on, it's Cy and Teddy. They go to look for Daryl. And Daryl's hiding from him because he knows he screwed up. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and it's worth mentioning, like, the whole time they're talking, like, throughout this whole movie and, like, the different scenes and the sequences – they're the way they're talking slowly changes and it's like they'll be talking to each other normal well then eventually like they'll get to a point where they start talking not in gibberish right but it's almost like what they're saying makes no sense yeah like there'll be a scene where they're talking like one's talking to the other and then they'll say something that like is like completely off the wall right like they were having a completely uh, opposite conversation with somebody else. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, Cy and, Cy and uh, Teddy eventually, they find Daryl. And Daryl's hiding behind a tree because he realized what he did. He screwed up. And uh, Teddy and Cy, they're like, look, we're not going to hurt you. We love you. We uh, we forgive you for what you've done. But it's almost like Daryl don't even exactly know what was going on because Daryl's like, I did something bad. I did something bad, guys. So it's almost like it wasn't him committing the crime, I guess you could say, or committing the brutal attack. Um, so 
Eventually, they call, they, they're able to get Daryl out from behind the tree, and they're like, Teddy's like, hey, I've got this rope. I'm going to tie your, tie your hands up. And Daryl says a line that kills me. Daryl says, yeah, you, you, you're going to want to do that. So it was almost like Daryl knew he was going to hurt somebody else. Yeah. So Daryl comes out from behind a tree, and... And I don't know what he did to his leg. I don't... That's, yeah, I don't know. He's either. talking about his leg, and then he's coming out limping. Yeah, and it's bloody, too. Yeah. Well, later on, they, so they bring him to the campsite, and later on that night, they got a, a fire going, and uh, Teddy and Daryl are literally talking about his notes. And he's like, Daryl, we need you to lead us out of here. And Daryl's like, I can't. Nope, none of us is getting out of here. And he's like, no, you can lead us out of here. He's like, no, look at the numbers. He goes, the number was making sense when we were going north. Yeah. He said, going backwards, it's not going to add up. So th- that was also trippy. Well, and this is one of the scenes, like, to me it didn't make sense, like, his the way he was talking. Because he was like, the numbers aren't right. You know, they're, they're not adding up. And then <clears throat> they show the shot of the page. And it's like jumbled up, like like some of the numbers are like wrote in spirals, and yeah. it's just like weird, you know, handwriting. But it's like <coughs> this is where it's not the only scene, it's not the first scene, but this is where you can really get a sense of every he's losing his mind. Yeah, because it's just like nothing's making sense. Well, this scene right here is one that would trip me out. Everybody's asleep, and the music starts doing a pattern. Yeah, like we're eight, like stop, screech. Yeah, and then come back up. And, and but it's loud. Oh yeah. And then he'll stop, and everybody's like, "What's it doing?" And then somebody actually says, "It's doing a pattern." And then it's like boom, and the music hits. It starts yeah. playing for a minute, and then it's like you said, it screeches like somebody cuts the record. Yeah. But it just continuously does it. And watching the film, it almost drives you nuts watching the film. Yeah. I mean, it. it but that's not a bad thing. It wasn't annoying like where I was like, "Okay, this sucks." It was just a simple fact that I'm like. Dang, man, if I could. Well, to me, it got to a point where it was a little annoying because they were talking, but you couldn't tell what they were saying. Right, like, yeah. You could, get, you could get snippets of what they were saying. And eventually, it got so loud to where you could hear them talking about finding cotton balls and, and bandages or whatever they could to yeah. cover, their, cover their ears. Yeah. And then you could tell, like, it got so loud to the point where all you could do was watch them stumble around and try to find stuff <coughs> to actually stick in their ears to, to muffle the music. Right. <clears throat> well, then it cuts to the next day and the music is high pitched, but it's still going off and on, off and on. And it's screwing with their ears. And to me, I, all I could think of was like a dog where here's a dog whistle and you can see the heads kind of turn like what? Yeah. And that's like that, that whole scene was them traveling down the trail and they oh. were just, like every time the music would get loud, they would stumble, and like it was just like that's hurting. the part. Now that is the part that to me kind of got a little, little like okay, because it was like the first scene was that night when they're trying to sleep, and then it just went straight into the next day where it's high pitch on them. Right, right. Well, they get to the end of this this like trail part, and me and Randy both were like, "What are they seeing?" And they're all like shocked, and I couldn't tell what was in the middle of the road. From the distance at first, it just looked like a giant mound of sticks. Yeah. And then you could see that there was something in front of it. You couldn't t- I couldn't tell what it was. No. And then it ended up being Aaron, Aaron's body, and it looks like a scarecrow. But it was a really good effect because her bottom jaw peeled off. Right at the spot where he cut it. Yes. Like, you could see the line at first, and then her head fell over to the side, and then her jaw just fell. Yeah. it was That was a really good yeah. effect. And... Uh, 
<laughs> the whole time that they're focused on her, Daryl takes the machete, which is size machete, and he's able to cut, uh, get himself free, and he gets on the ATV and takes off. So he stole their... And while he's doing that, Teddy has actually climbed to the top of the stick pile mm-hmm. to see what was on the other side. So he's looking over the other side, and to me, it looks like... It almost looks like better. It looks like whatever's on the other side of that pile is better off. To me, the first thing that hit me was when at Wizard of Oz, when they saw the, uh, uh, what is the thing called? The the Town of the Wizard thing? Oz. Oz, yeah. When they saw Oz. Remember, because right right before they go through the field, they go through the scary forest. (coughs) Yeah, and then they see Oz. They're like, it's like a clear trail. Yeah, and and that that's what this was. It was like there was like a pasture, and there was a clear trail leading right further north. Yeah. Well, the group starts arguing because um, some of them want to go back. Cy and Jill want to, not Jill. Cy and Liv want to go back. I don't know if Liv actually wanted to go back, but Cy was going to take her with him. Because yeah, he was like, she shouldn't have been here to begin with. Yeah, and Walter even said something about going back as well. But Teddy and Jill and um, Melissa all, they're like, what are we going to do? And Teddy's like, I don't want to go north. I want to continue. And they're like, there is no north. And he goes, yes, we're going to continue to go north. And I think somebody said they, to go west. And then somebody said That was Walter said, go west. South, yeah. And it was like the whole group was wanting to split up. And they even said like, well, I'm going this way. If you guys want to go this way, we need to we need to split the supplies. Yeah. So they all split the supplies. Sign live are going off by themselves, and the rest are going to follow Teddy. And well, Teddy was Teddy didn't know what he was going to do. This is the scene where they were all asleep, and uh, the next morning you see the tents, and then you hear Melissa screaming. Oh, that's right. Because him and Melissa ended up doing it that night. Yeah. And but it was weird because during their little sex scene or whatever, you could hear a man screaming. Yeah. And she just kept saying, "Stay with me, don't leave me, stay right. with me." Well, then the next morning, or no, later that night, they're in a tent, and she goes, "Teddy," and he's like, "Yeah," and it looked like he was leaving. He was. Yeah. And she's like, "I woke up. I had, or she, I had, I had a, a bad dream, dream and you yeah. weren't there." And she says, "I woke uh, in my dream. The grass was black. The cloud, the sky was uh, cloudy, full smoke." So, yeah, yeah, full of smoke. And she said, uh, there was a house. It was our house. And she said, but we were dead. Yeah. And uh, she said, now it makes me think, are we going to, is this our, is the this, forest our house now? Yeah, this trailer is our new home. So, you so, can tell she's scared she wanted to leave. Well, then, then it goes to the scene that you were talking about. Yeah, she wakes, or they, everybody wakes up to her screaming. You see the tent shaking. And I think it's Walter goes over, unzips it, and she's just sitting there screaming. And we were both like, what the heck's going on? You know, because we didn't know. Well, then it shows Teddy going over the the stick pile. And I was like, okay, that's what it was. She woke up. He was gone. Right. And she doesn't know where he went. So he left to go north. Um. Well, then while it goes to Cy and Liv, and Liv's holding these berries that earlier in the movie, Cy was like, don't eat these berries. Yeah, I don't. He, something Belladonna. And basically it was Nightshade, which is a <clears throat> poisonous berry. Yeah. And he said... Uh, she was like, what's uh, what's wrong with them? And he goes, well, if you eat too many of them, they're poisonous. He goes, I have eaten them. And he goes, of course, I didn't die. He said, but you can get high from them. Yeah. Well, she eats one, and then she gives him one, and he eats it. And then, now, I didn't really see what this scene was necessary for, but now they're high as a kite. 
I think it was only just to show them tripping balls, man. Right. And they're laying on the ground. They're laughing, cutting up. He's, he's like, like can, can I, I touch your hair? Yeah, she's like, yeah, sure. But she wants to get up and go walking. He's like, no, I think it's safe if we just stay here. Yeah. Well, later on, they do actually start going walking. Mm-hmm. Well, later that night, um, they've had these like this bag of candy, like lollipops and stuff. Now this is this is this is where it kind of jumps around because now we're at Melissa Walter and the uh, Jill Jill yeah. and she's got this uh, she's got the candy bag and they all get a piece and Jill goes to get more and Melissa's like no 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 she goes we got we need to ration our portions right and uh, Jill even asked her please and she's like no 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 we need to ration them well then it cuts to later that night Walter and Melissa are asleep and. Jill's over there laying on her stomach eating the whole freaking bag. Like a little kid. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the next day, <clears throat> now it's jumping back to Cy and Liv. You know, they're not high anymore, but you can tell they're they're coming off that high. Yeah, they're coming down hard. Yeah, and they look terrible, and Liv is like, it feels like we've been walking for days, and I know we haven't. And he tells her, you know, they sit down, they're laying, he's laying down, she's sitting up, and he goes, I can tell that I'm starting to turn like Daryl. Because I've been having bad thoughts. And she's like, like what? And he goes, things that I could do to hurt you. And yeah, he goes, I thought about killing myself. Yeah, he says, if we don't find a town, or the, if this music doesn't stop, or we don't find a town or people, I'm going to do unspeakable things to you. Yeah. And he finally tells her, he's like, get the rope. And he goes, I want you to tie me up. Sugar puff or something. Yeah. So, yeah, get the rope, sugar puff, or something like that. Well, she ties him up, and he has this knife that he he's carried the whole movie with. And... She's standing behind him with his knife. She goes, you want me to stab you and kill you? He goes, no, I don't want none of my blood on this knife. He goes, I want you to break my neck. And she's like, I can't do that. He goes, yes, you can. Anybody can. He goes, just grab and twist. Well, she won't do it. She walks off. Well, he's getting mad. He falls over. And it shows her she's just kind of off thinking, I guess, by herself. Well, then uh, she comes back and he's still laying there. He's asleep now. And she wakes him up. She pulls him up and he goes, no, stop. No, and she just grabs his neck, and she tries it at first. You can hear it pop a little bit, and then she finally just gets enough strength and breaks his neck. Yeah, and he just falls over. Yep. So then the only thing you get with, the only thing for the rest of the movie with Liv is you see her walking through the woods, steadily eating these berries. Yes. And you can tell, because he had mentioned, like, it'll give you a rash. Well, you can tell, like, her skin is weird. But he told her, after you, you eat so many, it's going to be poison. Yeah, it's poisonous. So you get a shot of her just walking through. She finds the um, the little um, ATV or whatever it is mm-hmm. that Daryl took off on. She finds that. It looks like she grabs a bag of beef jerky. That's what or I thought. She's eating that. Yeah. So she eats a little bit of that. She sees something off on the ground. We, neither one of us could tell what it was. Well, that <clears throat> um, Melissa and Walter are still together, and. For a moment, you thought Walter and Melissa was going to get together. But she just tells him, you know, she asks him, because he, he's depressed, and the music is calling out to Walter. Yeah. It's saying something like, Walter, Walter, uh, find us some bricks to make our beautiful home. It's And, she, and they all, they, they both hear it, and Walter's like, it's calling my name. And uh, like I said, it's jumping around. It's that night. Well, then when she wakes up, Walter's gone. She's like, Walter, where are you at? And she finds his body with the camera pointing at it, and it says, I'm sorry, watch video. Yeah. He had slit both of his wrists, and he recorded it. Not, you couldn't see what he did, but you knew what he yeah, did. Yeah. And he's just telling her to stay strong, stay here with me. So, 
Walter took that way out. And then now, as she's sitting there, because she, she gets on the walkie-talkie, because uh, Teddy, her husband's got the other one. And she's trying to reach Teddy. He can't hear all he hears is static. And this was kind of creepy. She's sitting there in this cave, and all of a sudden you hear Daryl's voice, and he's like, Melissa. And she's like, Daryl? He's like, I just want you to know I'm in the cave behind you. Yeah, and she turns around and looks, and he's like, are you going to run? And she's like, no, I don't want to run. And she, he's like, she's like, are you going to kill me? He goes, yes. And she goes, so she says something like, does it have to be painful or something? Remember that? Yeah. Uh, something. And he's like, yes, or something. Well, she does take off, and he comes out after wearing that hat. Uh-huh. And I don't know what he did. I'm guessing he... Well, it actually... Cut her, go ahead. Yeah, it actually showed a shot. It shoots... It keeps going back and forth between her and... Um, Teddy, well, he's trying to listen to the walkie, and all it's got is static. And now he's talking to her. Yeah. She can't hear it. Yeah, he's talking to her now, and then you get a quick shot. I mean, it's like maybe a second or two of Daryl standing over Melissa's body with a machete. He takes the machete over her neck and just slices. Yes. Doesn't show her, like, cutting her head off or nothing like that. It just shows her, like, basically just cutting her neck or whatever, and then just dropping the body. And that's the last shot you get of her until, like, Daryl, like, Teddy is steadily talking to the walkie-talkie. And he's telling her, don't give up. You can make it home. And he don't know all this is going on. And then while he's doing that, all you get is a picture of a hand with a glove or something on it, like a white hand. Yeah. Just grabs her hair. Like yeah. grabs her by the head, of, like the hair on her head and then just starts dragging the body. And then it cuts to now <clears throat> Liv. She found the ATV and all that stuff. And Daryl is crawling. He's army crawling. His legs hurt and he's got the machete. Mm-hmm. He just killed, uh, uh, who is it? Melissa. Melissa. And out of nowhere, Liv, he, Liv comes up on him. She screams. When he turns around, she takes that knife that she had of size and sticks it up in his chin yep. and kills him. But we forgot to mention one thing real quick. This, uh, the scene after Jill's eating all the candy it cuts to the next day. Oh, They're yeah. walking up this cliff. And even Walter tells her. So, yes, we had to jump around real quick. Walter tells her we're, we're going to be climb, climbing the cliff tomorrow. She's behind Melissa and uh, Walter. And she's like, I'm sorry, guys. I was starving. I was so hungry. I'm sorry. And they're not even acknowledging her. Mm-hmm. And she, as they're walking up this cliff, she realizes that she's messed up. They just keep on walking in front of her. And she just turns to the left and just walks right off the cliff. Yeah, no she's, screaming. It come out of nowhere. Yeah, she stops for a split second. She just looks at him. She turns left and then just takes off walking right off the cliff. And it just yep. literally just shows her walk off <coughs> the cliff and just drop. Yeah, sorry we had to jump. I, I had it wrote down and I forgot to mention that. But yeah, so that happened before all this stuff. Yeah. But finally we get to the end where Teddy has finally made peace. He's like, he tells, you know, he's on the walkie-talkie and he... He throws it down. He takes his uh, coordinates and he lets the wind take it, because he pretty much told his wife he was like, "Don't, don't give up. You're gonna make it home. Don't even think about me. Eventually, time will pass where you won't even curse me anymore." Yeah. And it shows him army crawling. He's he's wore out, tired. Well, all of a sudden, you see him going from this green grass to boom. It's just burnt grass. Mm-hmm. And he looks up and there's this black and white building, and he walks into it and it's a theater. And the usher, I guess the usher, that yeah, it's yeah, the an usher. usher comes up, and he to me, that's the guy that gave him the folder at the beginning. 
Because they look just like each other, except was, he just didn't have glasses. Well, it, it lists him as Lee Wilkoff. It lists him as the clerk slash usher. There you go. So, so he was the, the clerk. So it's the same guy. guy from the first part of it. Well, and think about this, though. At the beginning of the movie, when he hands it to him, he says, they want me to tell you they apologize for for whatever. Yeah. Like that that they've been so, you know, whatever about giving you the information. And he's like, I don't think they mean it, but I mean it. Yeah. I'm sorry that you, you know, that you've had to go through this. Yeah. It's almost like a premonition of, I'm sorry that you're fixing to go through all he, this. He doesn't do it. Because yeah. it's, and he, so to me, it was a ghost because when Teddy turned around at the beginning, it was like, oh yeah, hey, and, and he, he's, he's gone. gone. Yeah. So he tells Teddy now, he's like, uh, take your seat. Like he's very. Yeah. He says that. He's like, he's like, Melissa's here. Like yeah. she's here. And he starts crying. He was like, she's found, she, she's home. Yeah. He's like, she made it to the end. And he goes. Yes, but there's many endings. Yeah. And she found it. So, Teddy goes inside the theater. He sits down. And as the credit, or as it's countdown, it's like five, yeah. four. As it's flashing and the movie starts, just a really quick cut. It's Teddy in the middle of the theater and all around him is ghosts, smiling, yeah. watching this thing. You can't even tell who the ghosts are. Mm-mm. And then all of a sudden, it shows Aaron as the scarecrow on the screen. No, that was Melissa. Oh, it was Melissa. Yeah. Okay, there's Melissa as the scarecrow on the screen. <clears throat> he starts screaming, flipping out, and they're like, you made it home, and it just cuts off. And it's like, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. And that's the end of uh, Yellowstone. 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 That's the end of uh, Yellow Brick Road. And it's funny because that reference, there's no place like <coughs> home, because Walter, when he's on that videotape after he cuts his wrist, he starts asking himself, the, the same questions, questions yeah. but then he's like, maybe I should just tap my heels together and I'll be home. Yeah. So a lot of Wizard of Oz stuff. Oh yeah. But anyway, that was it. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't go scene by scene, but it was this movie was so out there that you couldn't. It was really hard. It's 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 really hard to go scene by scene, and I'll, which I'll save that for for my review of it. So okay. So that being said. Uh, it is now time for the pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. He's going to uh, get tired of that if he yeah, actually he does this with us. So, Randy, you're going to go first on this one. I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so this movie, while I, I'm glad if you, if you listen to the podcast, I'm glad you listen to it. My review of this movie is I'm going to have to watch it again. And pay closer attention as 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 far as just watch it again, mm-hmm. just because it jumps around so much. Yeah, I'm usually really good about watching a movie and getting it the first time through. Yeah, like the last movie that I remember having to watch multiple times to understand it was Inception because it did jump around so much. Right, and this is kind of like that. It's it's one of those where if you quit paying attention for a quick second. It's very easy to get lost, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of may have happened like once or twice for me. Like right. if my my dad tried to call me a couple of times, and I looked at my phone, and then looked back, and something else was happening. I was like, right. "Crap! What did I miss? You know what happened? What transition did I not catch?" Um, it starts off really grabs your attention really good. Yeah, what I like about. <coughs> The movie, as far as what's going on, is we talk about the the way the music is and, and like the the score of the movies. What I like about this is the only music you get in this movie 
Yes. Is the music that they're hearing throughout the movie. Right. And I really, really like that because it not only sets the tone for the music you're listening to as you're doing it, but you're getting the tone for what they're going through. Right. And I really dig that. I really like it a whole lot. Um, so just basing off the first time, I'm going to say I actually kind of dug it. Okay. Um, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen. And clearly there was stuff that happened, you know, what I really liked about it is some of the acting in the movie didn't really seem like acting to me because I felt like a lot of those people felt like they were losing their minds. Right. And it's actually cool because I was looking at some of the stuff on the movie and it was like two weeks into the music, uh, two weeks into the filming, some of the cast were having like really bad nightmares. So I don't know if it was anything, you know, to do with, you know, wherever they were. Or right. Anything. But, um, I, I kind of dug it. I, I really did. You know, like I said, I don't, it's not one of the greatest movies I've ever watched and it's not the worst movie I've ever watched. Right. Um, so, you know, that being said, I, I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. I definitely think it's a movie you need to watch one time. Um, okay. And if it catches your attention enough like it did for me, I think you should watch it again. Um, just to kind of actually focus more on certain parts that you may have missed. Right. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Definitely think you should watch it one time and I'm going to give it a C plus. C plus. I'm going to give it a C plus. All right. Okay. Uh, I think this is where we're finally going to disagree. Oh man. Um, I do. I will agree with you on, on a couple things. Uh, I thought the acting was good. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the music, I did like how it was just the music from what they were hearing, the old-timey music, which is always creepy. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, <coughs> no backstory, enough for me. I, I really wanted an explanation of I'll what was going on. I'll give you that. Yeah, no explanation of that whatsoever. Um, I actually nodded off a couple times. And like I said, I mean, hey, this is what it's all about, man. Yeah, it's just yeah. giving our opinion. For sure. Uh, overall, like I said, the acting, yes. I did think the acting was good. Uh, camera camera shots were different. And I will mention, I will say that. I'll, I'll give this to, to the movie. It was something that I've never seen before. Yep. Because I was going to this movie thinking Blair Witch, and I didn't want to see another Blair Witch. Yeah. So, that being said... Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna give it a thumbs down. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend you to watch the film. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's my main thing is is I want I wanted a backstory. Yeah, and I nodded off a couple times. It just it didn't. I guess because there was so much stuff going on, I, it just didn't keep my attention. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a thumbs down, and I'm gonna give this movie a D. So I, I will agree. I'm not gonna change mine. My my rating or whatever, but I will say there wasn't a whole lot of backstory, and it, it, it like the only backstory you got to the very beginning of it when they right. did the the letters, you know, the on the screen, and I don't like how we're left wondering at the very end, right? Like what happened at the very end? Where was he at the very? End? Was it hell? Was you right. know, did he go to hell? Did he die? Did he go to hell? I mean, what was that? You know, and an F rating means it just absolutely sucked, and yeah. that's not what this is about. Like I said, it was something different, but. If you if you like the Blair Witch, yeah, you may like this movie. Like right. I I kind of I kind of dug the Blair Witch when I first watched it, 
So if you like the Blair Witch, you might like this movie. Just don't go into it expecting Blair Witch. Yeah. And it's one of the movies where I like the Blair Witch the first time I yeah. watched it. Yeah. I can't edit. I can't sit down and watch it anymore. But that being yep. said, we appreciate y'all tuning in. We appreciate the recommendation of this film. And our next one will be Tucker and Dale versus Evil. We're hoping we can get David to be on the podcast with us. But with that being said, uh, we appreciate you guys. And we're looking forward to this uh, new year. Yep. And we're going to be doing a review on screen too. Yep. So in that case, you guys always remember to stay scared. Stay spooky.